Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Tuesday, everybody. 27th day of February 2024. It is indeed the Dan Grasso Show live in the living color. You know where you're at. 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone numbers we take you for just 30 minutes tonight because then we got some Knicks basketball. Knicks right back at it trying to still digest everything that happened last night. Escaping, eking out of Madison Square Garden with a victory over the Detroit Pistons, which we'll spend some time on here. But we've got Harvey. We've got Joe. They're producing the program. And you can get me on the old X at Dan Gross at G-R-A-C-A. So, Get as many calls up as we can here. A little rapid-fire action. No huddle, two-minute drill. In the time that we have allotted, we'll try to squeeze in as many things as we can. Joe Shane speaking today out in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine. What's the latest on Saquon and some of the other issues that the Giants are dealing with? Joe Douglas is going to talk tomorrow and give you the state of the Jets out at the NFL Scouting Combine. But last night, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about the Knicks. And I think I made some kind of offhanded remark Something along the lines of, you know, you're playing the Pistons. And I understand that you're banged up and you're not healthy, and Boston took it to you over the weekend. But me and four of the guys that you could just pull off the street should be able to go out there and beat the Detroit Pistons. They are a dreadful, dreadful basketball team. And a funny thing happened along the way last night, which was, you know what? The Knicks weren't at their best, and Detroit played about as good as they possibly could for the majority of that game. They hung around. They didn't let the Knicks pull away. And then in the final couple of minutes of the game, it looked like Detroit was going to steal it. And as I tweeted out last night when that game finally ended, I said there might have been only one team in the NBA that the Knicks were going to be able to survive that final sequence against last night, all things considered. And it just so happened Lady Luck, the basketball gods, were smiling down upon them because that one team – Happened to be the one in Madison Square Garden last night. Like the Pistons, when you're 8-49, and 49, right, and you've lost more games than anybody else in the NBA and you had a losing streak of epic proportions earlier in the season, generally speaking, you're not going to find ways to win those close games. And certainly the Knicks had a little bit of an assist from the officials. That goes without saying, but it still adds up as a win, and you survive, you advance, and you move on. That's it. Right When you play an 82-game season, you're going to have games that maybe you should have won that you didn't. You were victimized by a bad call, vice versa. I like to think that it all evens out over the course of a long year, right? No different like we talk about in football. Some games you're lucky to win. Some games you probably should have won that you didn't. It's all supposed to even out in the very end. But let's rip the Band-Aid off. Like, let's get right to it with that final minute and that sequence. Here's the bottom line. Nick's got a break, right? Dante DiVincenzo, that was a loose ball foul. It should have been a foul, should have been going the other way, and the Knicks, by all accounts, probably don't win that basketball game. So the NBA today, they put out their infamous last two-minute report where they review the plays, you know, and then these so-called head of officials, they sit there and they conjure up all of these sequences and tell you what should have been called in a perfect world. Yes, they admitted that it should have been a loose ball foul on Dante DiVincenzo. However, though, prior to that, 
there were two other instances in the final minute of regulation where calls should have been made against Jalen Duran, the big man for the Detroit Pistons, that didn't get called. So you know what? We could say that it evens out. And the Knicks get themselves a win and they move on. But Monty Williams, the Pistons coach, former Nick draft choice, by the way, let's not forget, once upon a time, Monty Williams, after that game, had every right, every right to be incensed when that game was over. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to hear his post-game briefing with the media. It wasn't long. Briefing is the operative word because it was brief. He didn't take any questions. He just sat right down, and this is what came out of his mouth. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've done it the right way. We've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game, period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long. And enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game. And that was not fair. I'm done. You know what? He's a 1,000% right. And look, if I had to sit there and actually sit through, what is this now, 57 Detroit Pistons games this season, I would probably be a little salty too. And I probably would have had one of those moments probably even a little bit earlier than game 57. Imagine, and I know he's getting paid an arm and a leg. I mean, a small fortune. But that's tough to have to watch each and every game. But he's justified and he's 1,000% right. Now, that doesn't change the fact that, you know, I don't know if it's today or tomorrow or whenever he gets home. You know, there's, there's going to be a letter in the mail. You know, when Monty wakes up in the morning and he puts on his bathrobe and he goes outside with a cup of coffee and the slippers to, to get the morning paper and he walks down to the mailbox... You know, like Tony Soprano, he's going to find a letter in there from the NBA. And it's going to say, Dear Coach Williams, we appreciate your spirited passion after that game at Madison Square Garden. However, you were critical of the officials. And even though you might be right, you're still going to have to open the checkbook and write us a nice check for X amount of dollars. You know, maybe like 10 grand or something like that. Because you don't want to disparage the referees. And he was, you know, Pretty forceful in his comments. Even see, see, that's the hypocrisy of the NBA with these last two-minute reports, and that's why it's foolish. The NFL does it too. Like they go back and review them, and then the next day they tell you whether you were right, whether you were wrong, what should have happened. And in this case, Monty Williams is going to get fined, right? And even though the last two-minute report said that, yeah, it should have been a foul on Dante DiVincenzo, it's not like they rescind the fine based on their findings. It doesn't work that way. So tough break, but. That's why one team is 8-49, and 49 and the other one has aspirations to do some good things once the springtime, ro- the springtime rolls around. But tonight, you're right back at it, and you got another game. Now, here's the negative part about it. Isaiah Hartenstein, we know that he's battling the Achilles soreness. It's already cost him some time. Minutes are down a little bit. And there was even a sequence late in that game last night. I don't know if you guys caught it where he went up to block a shot. It was like a meeting at the rim. It was a great, great play late in the fourth quarter there. But it seemed like he came down a little awkwardly, and I was waiting to see if he was going to have to get subbed out or maybe he twisted the ankle or something. Nevertheless, back end of the back-to-back, iHeart's not going to play tonight, and Jalen Brunson's not going to play tonight either. Not good. You got New Orleans coming in. New Orleans is a good basketball team. They're a hell of a lot better than the Detroit Pistons are. Zion is actually playing tonight, which is good to see. Anytime he can, you know, uh, be in his presence, 
in a basketball arena when he decides to play or is able to play. No C.J. McCollum, though, once again for New Orleans. But this is going to be a tough one tonight for the Knicks, right? Just like last night was a game that you certainly should have won against a bad Pistons team, tonight is going to be tough. No Jalen, no Hartenstein. So you're probably looking at Deuce McBride at the point, unless he starts Alec Burks, because remember, once upon a time, Alec Burks started as the point guard for the Knicks when they had, like, no alternatives. But he'll probably go with Deuce. And then you're going to have Jericho Sims move into the starting lineup for Isaiah Hartenstein, which means your bench could look like Bojan Bogdanovic, Alec Burks, um, and then who else? Jacob Toppin's going to have to get some run tonight. You might be looking at a Charlie Brown appearance tonight. Anytime you get Charlie Brown at Madison Square Garden, you have to embrace the experience, right? And that's what you're getting tonight. Tail end of the back-to-back. You hope for the best. You hope that you don't suffer. There you go. That... <laughs> That's going to be Tibbs during the timeout trying to tell him what plays that they're going to run to Charlie Brown. Um, just don't suffer any more casualties tonight. Seriously. That, that, that's what I'm hoping for this game. The odds are stacked against you. You don't have anything close to a full deck. Just don't lose any other men along the way. And then hopefully Brunson, Hartenstein are good to go on Thursday when Steph and the Warriors come to town. All right, let's get some calls up here. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Starting off tonight with Javier in Queens. He's first up here on the Dan Grasso Show, 9870 ESPN. Javier, what's shaking? How's things? Hey, Dan, how's it going? It's uh, it's an honor to be leadoff tonight. Javier, you know what? The pleasure is all ours. You know that. So set the table. What's going on? <laughs> As per the use. Uh, you know, I got outside, and it started to rain, and then I heard that Brunson was out and Hardenstein was out. It's like it's it's just perfect uh, apropos. Like, it, it's going to be a wash tonight. It does seem like a good opportunity to also just rest these guys after a win they didn't deserve. Uh, it, it, it's, it's interesting how these things work out. But um, what I was thinking about is, you know, with, with Randall and kind of, I don't know, the secrecy around – how long he's going to be out, and people saying, you know, why Why is he the one bringing up the surgery? It made me think, you know, I, I don't think it's anything bad on Randall. It just it reminds me of how no one in the Knicks organization talks. Like, Leon Rose never says a thing, and it's, it's just kind of interesting. Well, Tibbs talked about it, and, and Javier, thanks a lot for the phone call. Remember, we heard from Tibbs, and we heard from Julius. You know, Julius met the media – Definitely within the last, like, week to 10 days. I can't remember when it was exactly. It was after the All-Star break or coming out of the All-Star break up in uh, Westchester. He did a little uh, press conference. Look, as soon as he went down, remember, as we said, we heard, like, radio silence on the Randall front for, like, two, three days. And what was happening then, they were just going over all of their options. They were meeting with multiple doctors, having this guy check it, that guy check it, and trying to see if they can avoid surgery at all costs. Because when you go under the knife, chances are – it's probably going to end your season. You know, it's about pain management. Can you play through this? And I guess the only saving grace with Randall's injury is that it was on his right shoulder, which is his non-dominant shooting hand. Carl's in Queens. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Carl. What's going on? Dan, you said JV's out tonight? Brunson's out tonight. Hartenstein's out tonight. Oh, my days. Uh... Listen, I just want to um, – the, the Monty Williams sound, uh, talking about 
uh, worst call of the season. There's no media. First of all, worst call of the season happened with um, the Houston at Houston with uh, Malloy and Gobble. Second of all, um, uh, what's it called? No one cares about your eight-win team, bro. I'm sorry. But the two things I wanted to bring up, Dan, to you is um, <laughs> oh, that, Carl. Wrong? That's funny. I'm sorry. No, that's he, funny. He, no, no, he, he's a he he's a good head coach, and Cade Cade is a baller. Uh, Dan, he he's a he can ball, bro. He's a number so, one pick I mean, in the draft. So, he should be. Yeah, right, exactly. But um, the two things I wanted to bring up to you, um, where was this Alpha Quentin Grimes in New York, Dan? He almost won them that game last night, literally, and then Stan. Staring down the bench and all that stuff. I mean, come on, man. Where, where were you? Where was this playing? And the 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 second thing, real quick. Um, Burks. I understand why uh, Tibbs is giving Burks the time, but I think I think Deuce is ready. I I, I he should be a, uh, in front of in front of Burks. I don't know if you agree or not. Well, we'll see. You know, Carl, it's interesting you say that there, and thanks a lot for the phone call. I just like I got a laugh when Carl was like, "Hey, bro, nobody cares about your eight win team." That's funny. Um, tonight will be interesting because you don't have Jalen. And as I said, I, I would expect McBride to start, although don't hold me to it. I haven't seen what Tibbs decided yet. But last night, Burks played 14 minutes. Deuce played 10. Now you don't have Brunson, who's going to eat up a ton of time. I want to see how he distributes those minutes. And see how deep he goes on the bench, too, right? I mean, like, you, you got you to find guys that are going to go out there. And give you some run. And th- th- this is, if they win this game tonight, I-, I would be stunned. Absolutely stunned. You know, this could be, this could be one of those outings, to, to borrow the phrase, you-, you lose the battle to win the war. I mean, you already have fallen soldiers going into the battle. But Tibbs might be like, you know, and not that he's ever going to concede defeat, but I think he realizes you got Golden State coming in on Thursday. You got a busy – and then after Golden State, it's what? What is it, Saturday, if I'm not mistaken? After that, let me just get the schedule up here. It was four games in six nights. So, you know, they're up against it here to begin with. You got Golden State – yeah, and, and uh, Cleveland, Sunday. A trip to Cle- – don't you think that Cleveland game is important? More than, you know, the Pelicans, for example? That game t- on, uh, in Cleveland on Sunday night is massive, massive for this team. And unfortunately, the Knicks aren't going to be close to full health because – Even if Brunson and Hartenstein are okay, you're still missing your starting front line, and we don't know when those guys are going to be back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Garden of Laughs returns to the theater at MSG. That is on March the 27th. It's benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. The all-star comedy lineup features Bill Burr, Michael Che, Chris DiStefano, Jim Gaffigan, Heather McMahon, Tracy Morgan, Sam Morell, and John Stewart. It's hosted by Steve Sharippa. Support the Gardner Dreams Foundation and have yourselves a great time doing it. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Dan Gross' show till the top of the hour. Then we got Knicks basketball with the Knicks in the back-to-back against the New Orleans Pelicans. No show for us tomorrow night because we have Rangers hockey. Coverage begins at 6.30 as the Rangers try to get some payback against the Columbus Blue Jackets who put an end to their 10-game win streak over the weekend in Columbus. But we're back with you on Thursday and get to hang out with my buddy Don in the afternoon on TMKS. So it'll be Donnie and me Thursday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Looking forward to that. Joe Shane spoke today out in Indianapolis, the Giant general manager. A lot of questions, of course, tailored to Saquon Barkley, what his future is going to be. And he essentially said that they're not ruling out using the franchise tag on Saquon. Now, ideally, they don't want to use it because that's $12.1 million. Uh, despite the fact the salary cap has gone up, it's not an avenue that they want to go down. They're talking. Hopefully, they'll be able to work something out. Certainly, he acknowledges what Saquon means to the team. Um, but, look, the value, the worth, all those things. I mean, Saquon's going to sit there and try to sell a little bit more about his presence in the locker room on the field off the field you know that he's a big fan uh he has a big fan I should say in ownership realizing you know being a captain and everything that comes along with that here, here, here's the problem for the Giants right and and this is where they have to kind of make peace with it we're going on 2024 in the National Football League and realistically speaking I mean I'll, I'll ask the question this way if you're a football team we're on offense. Your best player is your running back. Can you win? I'm not talking about like finish with a winning record, get a wild card spot. Can you win? Can you be that team that's up on the stage holding the trophy in February? I don't know if you can. Now, I know San Francisco came close. And you could say that Christian McCaffrey was their best player on offense. But think about how many other weapons the Niners had. Right? I mean, San Francisco's, like, number four weapon on offense is better than anybody the Giants have offensively. So if you want to stack the deck and have other playmakers around, be my guest. Then I don't care who you have as your running back. But more often than not, of course, the quarterback is going to have to be your guy, and everybody else kind of falls into line there. 
That's the slippery slope that the Giants are dealing with. And clearly, I think the Giants know that because they realize that there's a price and there's a level that they're going to have to set when it comes to Saquon, just how much they want to pay him. And that's why we got into all the back and forth last year and it got dragged out as long as it did. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Joe Shane also said before we go back to the phones that Daniel Jones is on schedule. And right now, barring any setbacks, it appears as if he's probably going to be ready to go come training camp without any restrictions. So at least you get that situation straightened out for the New York football Giants. Let's say hi to Ira. He's in Staten Island. Joe Douglas will talk tomorrow with the media. Ira, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Looking forward to what Douglas uh, say, but you can't take much out of what he's going to say anyway. And, you know, as for the combine, except for sitting down and maybe getting to know these kids, uh, to me, I think the personnel department around the league, they get into more trouble than not. Um, So I take it with a grain of salt. And I I know it's probably a sore topic. I got to bring this up because I'm an ESPN supporter. I don't like what the Jets did. You know what I'm I'm not going to, you know what I'm referring to. I, I, I hope everybody, it's not going to affect what they do over there. It's just to jump ship. You guys have been broadcasting the Jets for years and years and years. And to jump ship, uh, I'm very down on them for doing that. Ira, appreciate the phone call. Look, and obviously you are, you're a diehard. You are a, a, a loyal listener. Um, calls each and every week in the postgame show and, and is there every step of the way. Uh, there's, there's a lot to it. And, you know, in a couple of days here, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about it. But um, there, there, there's a lot, you know, behind the scenes, beneath the surface and all that stuff. And it, it, it'll be addressed, you know, in due time here. Let's say hi to Mike and Valley Stream up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Michael, how are you? I'm great, Dan. I just wanted to thank you for getting me through the week, week last week. I thought I'd have to be stuck with uh, Dave Rothenberg alone uh, while Rick was out. So I appreciate you. And you could let Dave know that. Mike, I appreciate it. And yeah, look, it's a big undertaking. I had to carry Dave all week. It's not easy to be able to do my job and then half of his. So yeah, it was heavy lifting. But I tell you, it was fun. We had a lot of laughs. So and we'll get to do it again. You know, we have a lot. We'll we'll, we'll be able to uh, butt heads down the road here a lot in the coming uh, weeks and months and stuff. Definitely. And I, I guess like my my point here with the Giants, I, I I get what everyone's saying with the running back positional value. And could you win it all? But going back to your point from earlier, San Francisco's number four weapon would be the Giants' number one weapon outside on offense. So, like, to me, Saquon is is the number one wide receiver on the New York Giants. And Darren Waller, who knows what his story is with his video as he's posting, he'll probably be cut. We don't don't really have people like Wondell Robinson, great. But, like, if we don't draft a wide receiver six overall, I'm not so sure. And and you're not going to sign Saquon. How how do you expect any quarterback to end? Like, let alone Daniel Jones, who's never had a, you know, healthy Thomas and – you know, health and weapons. I mean, you got to – I, I want to just – one more crack. You got to have weapons. So, Saquon for 12, I don't really see the downside. Give him a three-year deal. Like you said, John Mara likes him. He's a captain. I, we're not winning at all. We're not We're not there yet. Um, and I think that when we're there in a year or two and Joe Shane builds his team, he could probably be cut at that point. So, I don't know. To me, I think he's a captain, team guy. It's it's phenomenal dollars. Let's just let's get it done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you, Mike. And thanks a lot for the phone call. It's it's tricky though because Joe Shane, you know, more than you, more than I, certainly has an idea as to where this thing is going. And guys that 
he probably would like to pay at different positions um, and what it's going to cost moving forward. See, general managers, you go into their office or whatever, they've got like the big boards and they have like the guys on their team and when their deals are up and what they're going to have to cost and what they're going to have to be paid and then free agents around the NFL. I mean, it's, it's a very, very complex process, the draft and everything that factors into that. Look, the Giants, they need a game-breaking wide receiver. They need a number one. They don't have a guy right now that's scaring teams. They don't. And, you know, I know Kadarius Toney did not work out a couple of years ago as a first-round pick. But remember, that wasn't Joe Shane. That was the previous regime. He didn't turn in the card on him. I don't think that he's gun-shy in any way to draft a receiver that high, whether it be number six, because the Giants have a lot of needs. You need a wide receiver. You need to fix that offensive line. Sure, if you don't believe that Daniel Jones is your long-term quarterback, maybe invest in a passer if you fall in love with him. Defensively, how about a corner, right? So... When you're picking that high, generally speaking, you have a lot of needs, and I don't think the Giants are any different. All right, that's pretty much going to wrap things up from here. Wish we had more time. No show tomorrow. Me and Donnie, TMKS, on Thursday at 3 o'clock. Enjoy the Knicks. Dan Gross is saying goodnight, 98.7 ESPN.